Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Also brought to us by Cryptocurrent Conference, conference being held in New Orleans, March 14th and 15th. All right, today we've got a special guest interview with uh, Philip Mealy. Now, Philip, uh, Philip and I met short, not too long ago. We were uh, talking about a product that, that his company has created. Philip is the CEO of Safe Ledger, and it really solves a problem that, that many of us have, and we don't really think about the solution for it if you're you know, in the cryptocurrency. So I'm going to let him tell a little bit about it, but I can tell you that I have tested the product a little bit, been able to play around with it, uh, just, just kind of tested it from a security standpoint, from a trust standpoint. And, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I recommend everybody add to your, uh, I guess, crypto hardware or software, I guess you should say. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, Philip, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, Wayne. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, so, hey, guys, my name is Philip Mealy. Uh, I'm the founder of Safe Ledger. And basically, what we are is a cryptocurrency focused password manager. Um, so some call us like a digital paper wallet in essence. Uh, basically what we do is we set up a software that allows you to save all your passwords, passphrases, uh, any seed words that you have, URLs, backup links, notes on any wallets that you have and coins, uh, pretty much anything that you would ever need to recover a wallet or a coin, you can put into SafeLedger as an offline cold storage-like solution. Uh, for backing up any hardware wallets that you have, or if you want to put software wallets in the cold storage, you can do that as well. Uh, so we basically uh, we made a solution for that that we didn't find on the market when we needed it. And so I personally needed it. I called a developer buddy of mine and said, hey, we need something like this. Uh, can you build it? And he said, absolutely, and I trust him. So we got to work on UI, UX, um, and just worked on a bunch of revisions over time. And now I've got SafeLedger 1.9. I think we're coming out with 2.0 in the next few months. So really excited about that. Nice, nice. Well, I'll tell you, man, I, uh, like I said, I'm almost embarrassed to say, you know, been in crypto two years and all of my private keys and, and backup phrases, whatever I needed, it was all written. And even passwords were uh, written down, you know, in a notebook, two different notebooks, one in a safe, one in a drawer, uh, just, just because that was you know, at the time my, my best solution to having it you know secure you know off offline off the internet um and i think you know safe ledger like i said i've been able to test it and i've been able to access it offline and everything seems to work great and there's there really no uh seems to like clear all the temporary files at least doesn't really leave a trace of anything whenever you remove the the usb drive from it yeah well i think that's a, a big big thing that I've seen in all the crypto groups that I'm in and, and as long as I've been in it and chatting with everybody is password management is not like a last thought, but it's definitely not forefront. Um, putting stuff on paper is typically fine, but uh, you know, you can have hurricanes, you can have fires, things happen. Um, and they make fireproof bags and waterproof bags that I definitely recommend if you're going to have a paper wallet, do that as well as redundancy uh, or keep one at your office and one in your home. If you have a at a home office, uh, so that kind of stuff's super important. Uh, like you said, it, uh, it does erase temporary files. So I'll go ahead and say that it's pretty much no trace unless it's somebody wants to test me on that and then update us. That'd be great. But the developer said that it should have no trace of anything that you put in. Um, most of the information is hashed when you enter it anyway. So anything that would stay on your computer is probably incorrect. Um, and one thing we wanted to do 
a trust standpoint is obviously open source so people can look at the code if they need to, if they know how, um, trust their community. I post a lot in different Facebook communities and Twitter. Um, if my code was had any maliciousness to it, um, it'd be pretty much exposed. We've been doing this about a year now, um, so it'd be time people would know. Um, and a big thing is offline. We made it to where it's 100% functional with no internet necessary. Um, that's a big thing for us because we wanted it to work without needing the internet so that there's no potential thought that we might try to send data back to our servers or anything like that. Um, it's just one of those things where we thought of security from both keeping people out, including us as a company, so that you guys feel good about using the product. Um, and again, basically, it's just a password manager that's designed for crypto. Um, when I was getting crypto about a year and a half or so ago, I started accumulating wallets, which I'm sure a lot of people are doing, and you end up with, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten wallets, software wallets, hardware wallets, you know, different websites that you're on, mining sites, all kinds of stuff. Um, the passwords get intense, especially as long as they aren't complex and your seed words, you don't want to lose anything, all your 2FA, recovery codes, um, you need a good spot for everything. And uh, humans are not good at password management. That's why most websites have a forgot password button, and there's typically no forgot password in crypto. So this was a solution that I needed personally, and uh, as we developed it, and I started having people that were in the crypto space test it with me and, and give some feedback, uh, just turned into a product that we thought people would want, and so far the response has been pretty good. Uh, everyone who tries it really likes it. Everyone who hates on it has never even looked at it. <laughs> Uh, which I think is interesting. And typically, I mean, you were one of those guys where you were kind of like, eh, I don't know, sounds scammy. And I was like, cool, man, let, let's chat for a minute and see if I can flip you over. And uh, we got you a copy, and I'm glad you've looked at it and, and brought me on your show to talk about it. That really uh, that makes a big impact on me, man. Like, personally, I would just get a lot of it's a scam, and I get it. But uh, when you have people that, that go from that point of view to, yeah, no, I really trust this, and I'll put my brand behind your brand, that means a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, uh, you know, I mean, a, a program, you know, being advertised is going to store all my private keys. I was like, <laughs> red flag went up like, whoa, I don't think so. But you know, you were, yeah. you know, we, we talked, you kind of explained it a little bit and, and it really does make sense. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's what we need, you know, is just, just, you know, it's great for people to be skeptical, but at least be open to checking something out just to see, uh, yeah. because it, it does solve a real problem. And, and, I think when you and I were talking offline before the before the interview here, you had uh, mentioned that your initial goal wasn't to make a product to sell, right? No, it really wasn't. I just needed something for me. I am terrible at password management. I'm so bad at it. I'll give you a quick story. Uh, I, at one point, was using Loaf Wallet to hold some Litecoin for uh, most of my stuff's in cold storage, obviously, but I had some Litecoin in a Loaf Wallet for quick transactions. I was getting paid in Litecoin when I first started SafeLayer, so I had, you know, not much, 100, 200 bucks in there. And, uh, and my iPhone updated and it wiped out my loaf wallet and I did not have my seed words went down. And at first I was so mad. And then I thought about the fact that I own a password management company specifically for crypto. And I just got a hundred dollar education on why seed word recovery is so important. <laughs> and I laughed real hard. Um, that's just one of those things where like it happens to the best of us. I mean, I literally have unlimited amounts of, of backups that I could have. And I just didn't, I just, it wasn't even on my mind because I don't use it. It was, it was a phone app and everything I do is typically online or on my computer or whatever, in cold storage. And so I just didn't even think to back that wallet up. And it's, 
one of those reminders like, man, like this is a super important product. It can cost people hundreds of dollars with that potentially thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. And it's such a simple, you know, we charge 15 bucks for the download. It's cheap and it's nearly invaluable. Nice. Nice. So tell me, Philip, you, uh, how'd you get your start in crypto? Like what, what, uh, what, what, what threw you into the space and, and not say pledger just in general. I mean, obviously you were doing something in crypto that, Made yep. you realize you needed safe ledger, so but what brought you into crypto? So when Bitcoin first started, I did not get in. Whoops. Uh a buddy of mine was like, Hey man, there's this cool cryptocurrency, you should buy some. You can buy HBO subscriptions with it. And I was like, Eh, I haven't downloaded movies in a long time. I'm gonna kinda stay on a on a clean path here for a bit. I don't think I need it. It's kind of a waste. Um then shortly after that, another friend of mine the first guy was an IT guy. The second person was just some chick, had no idea what cryptocurrency was. She just said, this company will pay you money for doing surveys. They pay you on something called Ripple. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll sign up for that. And it was like pennies, let, you know, whatever Ripple was back in 09, you know, 10. Um, and so at some point I had accumulated a bunch of Ripple. Don't know where that wallet went. Um, and then there was a good couple year span where I think I got in about a year and a half ago. Um, I work in technology in technology field in a local courthouse. Uh, and so basically what I was doing, I was just like, Hey, cryptocurrency mining looks fun. I didn't really think of it from like a monetary standpoint. I just thought it was cool. Um, so granted, I don't play video games. I don't know much about video cards whatsoever. So I got like a quick two hour crash course on video cards from my coworkers cause they all game. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll buy some video cards. Let's, let's, you know, we could probably make a little bit of money and, and mine and, I think the technologies are super interesting and having a trustless society would be a really interesting life to live in. And, uh, and so I built a rig. Um, I was dumb. I bought like two 1080 guys and like a cheap processor and a, a really high end GPU. So I thought that would make me the most money. And then as I started getting into it at that time, the 1070s were actually cheaper and your dollar for dollar return was way better. And I was like, whoops. So then I started buying 1070s and, and, excuse me, got into crypto mining. So that was really the, the start of kind of what I wanted. And I think the idea of Bitcoin is really cool. Um, and all the other coins, depending on what they do, pretty cool. Um, I think we have way too many, uh, like Dentacoin. I just don't see why we need a specific coin for a dentist and how to make that fluid. Like if I have a bunch of Litecoin, I just want to pay my dentist in Litecoin or whatever, right? So like, I don't want to have to transfer to Dentacoin and then pay him I don't even know why I want Dentacoin versus any other payment coin. Like what's that network really doing for them that other networks can't? It just seems like it's a, it's a money grab right now, um, especially last year. And I think this bear market we've been in all years is really healthy for us. It hurts to look at. Yeah. Um, so I don't look at my wallets. But, uh, but overall, I, mean, I think we need to cleanse. Um, I think a lot of smaller projects that aren't going to cut it are going to get dropped. And hopefully we come out stronger as a, as a community and as a, as a technology in the next year. Uh, so I'm hoping high for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I always tell people and my biggest focus on crypto is, and it may not be the best case right now if you're looking at price, but mm -hmm. I'm always looking at who's got not just, not just a real world use, but actually solves a real problem or actually you know, is, is something that, that that's needed. You know, you mentioned yeah. Bitcoin. It's not, you know, not really something that's necessary, but there's, there's a lot of things out there that, 
that don't have working products and right a crypto for the it's, sake of crypto you know yeah it's funny man this you don't know how many times i was asked like a safe you're going to come out with a crypto this is like you know mid last year late last year or uh was it late last year early this year and i was like do you even know what we do why would i have a cryptocurrency that makes no sense and i mean i could have come out with a crypto and been like yeah we've got this great product and buy my coin supported and blah 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 i made a million dollars but I just don't even want to get in that pool of, of just shade. Like, I don't want to say shady, but like the pool of shady. It's people just money grabbing. Just hey, we'll come out with a concept and we'll sell coins at ten cents a piece, and people will just invest because it's cheap. That was literally like the crypto the end of last year. Um, just companies coming out with blockchains for no reason. Like you don't solve a problem. The idea is cool, but like, we just don't need you. It just you're not solving any real issues. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see crypto where it's needed. Like there's other countries in the world where the government's taking people's property against their will and because they alter documents and say, hey, I own this now. And now the homeowner's just like, nothing I can do about that. And they have to move to solve that problem as a real need. And then to see like these other companies that are just diddly. Just, I don't know, man. It's, I can't wait for them to fail. And, uh, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, this bear market has been brutal, but it's it's necessary. I mean, it's yeah. Watch out, a lot of the people, and I saw the difference from the beginning of the year to towards the end of the year, and really just the crypto conferences. That yeah, it went from moon, you know, moon boys and Lambos. <laughs> like in October, I was in LA for Crypto Invest Summit, and it was, I mean, real products. Hey, download our app or check this out. This right. Um, and, and it was a lot of real solutions, very few that were just pie in the sky, but most of them had, you know, real solutions. For stuff. Yeah. What's, uh, there's one, I can't remember what the V chain or it's something that they're basically implementing, uh, inventory tracking into like wine bottles or something. Uh, I forget which project it is. Someone I'm sure knows, but, uh, that's kind of cool. If it's, pro if it's cost effective, I'm not sure what that really costs to manage, but if you can kind of watch the harvest from grape to winemaking to distribution to delivery through the store and like, I mean, there's bottles of wine that cost $10,000. It'd be super nice to authenticate them on a blockchain. Yeah. That's neat. Like that's valuable. The $12 bottle is not so much, but I mean, it's still cool to kind of keep track of inventory and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, immutable ledger of some kind and, and just be able to pull up your books and say, okay, this is exactly what I have. It's accurate. Um, and it's good book record keeping for forever instead of just a couple of years and you lose receipts and stuff. Um, so I mean, that's kind of a cool solution. I don't think it's really a problem, but it's a cool solution that's, you know, wasn't a huge deal, but I think it's neat. Um, so there's a lot of those that are out right now. Um, it's, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Like, so my background is technology. Uh, so I like looking at it from not what we're doing today, but I like looking at the potential of where this technology can go in five or 10 years um, and how I think the coolest parts of cryptocurrency and then blockchain, we haven't even seen yet. Um, like in the 10 year mark, we're going to be like, wow, that's super valuable. I didn't even realize we could do something like that. And I can't wait for those moments. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you said about the wine thing? I mean, it sounds similar. I don't know if you saw a while back, you know, even Walmart was, you know, in the news about they're mandating all their produce growers, you know, track all the supplies on the blockchain in the next 12 months. Right. And, uh, 
It makes sense. I mean, what, what, what's the latest recall we just saw? Romaine lettuce, was it? Romaine lettuce, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're literally throwing away every bit of product. And if you can narrow what may be wrong down to a certain batch, you know. Even yeah. just uh, a field to just yeah. know, like, what general city it came out of. They just, they had no idea. And by the time they figured it out, it was well past Thanksgiving. So, like, no one was really buying romaine lettuce anymore. Yeah, and how much how much food was wasted every time they have a total, uh, yeah, a full recall on everything. Yeah, and that hurts the consumers. That's like a movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it hurts the consumers. It hurts the the growers as well because now you've got you lost faith. People don't want to buy romaine lettuce anymore. So you've got your product could be perfectly fine, and like the store has to throw it away. I don't know who's paying for that. Um, You know, whatever you have needs to get discussed. So if you just have. $100,000 $100,000 lettuce in, in your, on your farm, and now you got to choss it. It's not going to last past the recall. Who's paying for that stuff? You know, it affects everybody on every level. Yeah. Well, the farm takes a hit. Um, the, the retailer takes the hit only because they may get credit on the product, but they can't, they're not making any profit from selling it either. Yeah. They don't have product bill. Time and everything them. else. And that's if the farmer's going to give them credit. They might be like, hey, my room lettuce is fine. So I'm taking a hit, you're taking a hit too. And then the, the end user, us, we take the hit because we got, you know, two bags for Thanksgiving or whatever. And now we're throwing that out. Um, my wife buys those pre-made salads for like five bucks, whatever they are. So like three of those, those are out the window. Yeah. Um, so one of those things like you don't take the chance, so just throw it out and move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff's really good. And that's, that's the kind of stuff like when I got in, I didn't think about that. That wasn't even on my radar for potential use case. Um, so I think it'd be kind of interesting to see where this all goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let me ask you this. So, you know, safe ledger obviously is a great solution for, you know, wallet security, password management. Uh, and, and I've done, a, I mentioned to you, I've done a few episodes on, on just wallet security. Uh, what are the things are you seeing from, from new people? Like, I guess tips are, are, Things that people should be doing for just wallet security, uh, seed prey security, just just uh, our management, you know, just other than what you've created with Self Ledger, kind of like compl- to complement that. The biggest thing that I like to push out to people, and I'm in a lot of the Facebook groups, and I'm on Twitter, and I try to stay active on on those. It's really just managing my product, a different product, whatever you want to use. Cool. Just be organized. That's, I think, one of our biggest struggles as a society, just being organized in general. Like organization apps and programs and businesses do really well because people are not organized. Um, they have a hard time with that. And that's, that's a huge problem with crypto because there's, no, there's not a lot of fail-safes. It's a, it's a very, you're 100% responsible. So if you lose your seed words, there's pretty much no going back. I know I think Recover My Crypto can sometimes help out for the most part, you lose your C words, you're out your money. That's it. Um, and so I think it's just being personally responsible for your actions is a big one. Um, we've, we've made a society where we're very reliant on a centralized location where we can just restart or try to refresh or just get your password sent to your email, fill out two questions and you're back up and going. We don't really have a lot of that in crypto. That's kind of the point. Um, so as crypto is designed to kind of relieve the trust in a third party you have that trust has to go somewhere and now it's trusting in yourself and i don't think as a society we're really ready for that because we're not organized um 
And so we need better organization and management skills, um, specifically with crypto, seed phrases, two of a recovery. Those are probably the two biggest things I would say to make sure you've got copies of, redundancy is good. You said you've got two paper, one in a safe and one in a drawer. And then I want to say fathers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got a brother, give one to him uh, or give half of a page to him and half to a sister, whatever you got, um, stuff like that. It's just one of those things where you don't realize you need it until you need it, and by then it's too late. And I don't think people spend enough time protecting their assets because they don't realize how bad it is. You forget your bank password, you just call your bank and like, hey guys, I forgot my password. Can you send me an email? And you click the link, you fill out two questions, and it'll ask for your social, you're good to go. In crypto, you can't call Exodius and be like, hey, I forgot my password. Do you guys have to know what it is? They'll be like, no, man, you got the recovery you were always sent you nine months ago? Maybe. <laughs> um, so that's, that's a big, big issue. That's something that I try to preach a lot is just write it down, do something with it, anything. Um, put it somewhere and just one day you're going to need it and you'll be super happy that it's there. Uh, like I was telling you when we, were, when we were talking beforehand, I got one client that, uh, that ordered a safe ledger from me and a tree hit his house and took out you know the wall for his house and it hit his server room. His server room got all wet. Uh, lost a ton of data. A lot of that was his wallet information. And it was one of those things where we talked for weeks and he finally bit the bullet, bought it, I shipped it out to him. And uh, and he was like, you know, like three or four days had passed since he filled out his safe ledger to when he got hit with the tree. And it's like, if he would have progressed one more month, it would have cost him tens of thousands of dollars. Um, There's another guy that I sent out a free one to. He was in South America or uh, South Africa and his house caught fire. And he just posted on one of the groups I'm in. I can't I think it might have been CCT. Um, or a different one that I'm in, but he just posted, hey, guys, you know, keep your backups. He was kind of stressing the, the process and the importance of it. And he had pictures of, like, this MacBook that was just fried and hard drives were toast. Um, and, like, yeah, man, I lost a bunch of money, and, you know, I had, I had it all in here. And uh, and so I wrote him. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm really sorry for your loss and everything that happened. This isn't really going to help you get your money back, but, you know, I'll be happy to send you a free safe ledger. Just give me an address wherever you're staying. And at least in the future, you can take whatever funds you have and you'll know they'll be, you know, on something that you can keep on a key ring with you or whatever you want to do. Um, and so he was grateful for that, which is really nice. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I've probably given out as many safe letters as I've sold just because I feel bad for certain people in certain situations. There's another guy he had, I can't remember what it was, it was a hard drive mining coin. I forget what it was, but like all his hard drives failed, like electrical circuit that shorted them all out. And he lost whatever he had because it was all saved on the hard drives. And when they all fried, all those backups fried and everything, I was like, oh, man, like, you know, here's a free safe ledger. Sorry that happened. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, I'm just trying to make a little bit of money. I don't need to make a lot of bit of money. I won't retire off a of safe ledger. So if I can help people on the way to also making some money, cool. I'm happy with that. Um, that's one of the reasons why we try to keep the products so cheap. Uh, so like the balance of 15 bucks. Uh, if you want on the USB, it's $29, free shipping in the States. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, circle back to the original question. Password management, just focus on that. 2FA, seed words, write them down. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing I preach is just, you can do all the TA you want. You can figure out how to make 10,000% overnight. Cool, you lose your seed words, you're screwed. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my biggest stressor. Cool, man. So let me ask you this. So we're about to wrap up, but before we go, <laughs> can you tell everybody, uh, now you mentioned the prices. You know, fifteen dollars if you if someone wants to use their own USB. Yep. Twenty nine, right? If they if they want you to send them a USB. 
29 if you want on a USB here in the States. International shipping is usually between 10 and 15 bucks. Um, from international people, you're looking at like, let's say $45. Just do the download. It's $15. Get your own USB. It'll save a ton of money. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I prefer the download. It's actually easier for me and it saves you a bunch. Um, that's one of the reasons why we put the download option because these international people and some people like in the UK are paying 30 bucks on some type of like government tax on top of the money. There's like a hundred bucks for this thing. That's incredible, man. Just download it for $15. Yeah. Um, and get your own USB and you save a killing. No cost. Uh, and, yeah. uh, so where can they find it at? So you can go to safeledger.tech, T-E-C-H. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, and Facebook at safeledger. You can private message me if you want to order one. I'll send you a link. Um, or you can go to our website, www.safeledger.tech. Uh, there's a big buy now button in the top for the physical. And you can scroll down for the download. If you do the download, quick, quick little uh, tidbit. You do need to activate on a Windows computer. If you have a Mac, you can open up a Windows VM and do the activation. But once it's activated, it can be used on a Mac uh, natively. So just keep that in mind. If you're going to download, uh, you need to be comfortable with the Windows VM. I have an end user who made a video on how to do that. I can send you the link. If you do that download, just message me and I'll, I'll get you the link. Nice. Nice. All right, Philip. Well, I definitely want to thank you for your time today and, and sharing all your, your information with everybody. It definitely... Like I said, it started out as me being skeptical, but uh, definitely solving a world problem. And that's that's really the point of, of this podcast is really to educate people around all things crypto that can help them. And this is definitely something I'll uh, put my stamp of approval on. So thank you for thank you for yeah, it's a pleasure and thank you for joining us today, man. Any final Absolutely. words? Absolutely, appreciate it. Oh, yep. Any uh, final no. words? Uh, it's just. Honestly, man, just appreciate you, just everything you've done so far, giving us a try, um, kind of taking the time to test out the product and then inviting me onto your show and putting your stamp on us helps out more than anything at all. Uh, our biggest thing is community support and getting people to tell a friend. It's just, you know, trying to trust a company you've never heard of is tough, and I get that. But if someone can use it and then tell a friend, you're going to trust your friend the most. And uh, so that really means a lot to us. It helps us grow. Cool. All right, Philip, appreciate the time, everyone. Thank you all for listening in, and we will catch you on the next episode.